0: You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. Hey guys, welcome to the <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm here just waiting for Zausers. I'm not going to say Zausers again. I'm glad we're phasing it out.
0: Maybe people can give a better intro.
1: I kind of miss it now that now that it's gone. Oh. Zausers. <laughs> oh my God.
0: Welcome to the after laugh, the pre-laugh laugh. We still haven't figured that one out either. This this whole thing is a work in progress. Um, Hopefully in 10 years, Tommy, when we're still doing this podcast (laughs) in my yard in front of my 200-square-foot studio apartment. (laughs) It's exactly where it was when we started. (laughs) It's just about to break. Okay, uh, this (laughs) this episode is with uh, one of my favorite comics and personalities because i I feel like comic is diminishing for jason rouse now if you're canadian you're like oh jason a you know who he is already (laughs) he is so dumb he that he is a he is kind of an underground legend now tommy if you were to be a legend would you prefer to be like a legend or like an underground legend
1: I think there's a little more uh, romance to being an underground legend. Because yeah, you can live cool? a normal life, but you've got this really hardcore respect from the people that know yeah.
0: you. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it,
1: No fake fans with an underground legend. You know what exactly. I mean?
0: Exactly. So they're, they're the real fans. So uh, Jason, he performs at The Laugh Factory. He, he's a great comic, but he is also probably one of the, it sounds so stupid to say, one of the dirtiest comics I know. But it's completely, it's so authentic and it's so true to who he is that he, like I, I mentioned the podcast, but he does a bit where he's talking about banging old women in nursing homes and making sound effects about it. And it it, it shocks me. So if it shocks me, then it's definitely going to be, uh, it's definitely going to be hard for, for like a Saturday night laugh factory, <laughs> well-dressed, you know, audience to do. Uh, anyway, uh, part of the reason I had Jason on the podcast too is I'm going to be... In Europe, with Maz Jobrani, I have a show April 6th in, uh, in London at Cadigan Hall. Oh, that's mm. cool. And then I'm going to be in France, Paris, France. And then Copenhagen, Oslo, Amsterdam, Rotterdam, which I guess is a place. Rotterdam. Have you ever heard of Rotterdam?
1: Sounds like the less successful cousin of Amsterdam.
0: Yeah, Rotterdam. That's Rotterdam. A, that's apparently a thing. That, that sounds people, like
1: it's in the deep south. Rotterdam.
0: Rotterdam. Oh, <laughs> hey, man, you know what they say. Rotterdam. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: so I'll get it done, Rotterdam. I don't even know what country Rotterdam is in.
1: Probably. Uh, the one you know, that Amsterdam <laughs> is in? What yeah, country is Holland. that again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Netherlands.
0: What's it called? Is it Holland or the Netherlands? They don't even know. Yeah, and then you're Dutch? Fucking get your act <laughs> together, motherfuckers. Anyway, so I'll be and then like Oslo and Stockholm and Gothenburg and uh, yeah, it's going to be a whole thing. So I wanted Jason. Jason is a he's a huge star in Scandinavia hmm. because he's like a death metal comic. Yeah, uh, and he opens for like metal bands. I bet in he dresses Norway. like Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, he's 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 an authentic dude. Anyway, we smoked uh, a joint. He smoked a joint. I pretended to. I did like Bill Clinton like pretended to, but didn't. <laughs> he smoked it and he. Mentions how the weed has opened him up. He was very vulnerable. Honest, it, this is one of my favorite interviews. I'll be honest with you, I think. I think it. I. I. I, I half the time he's talking, I, I'm like, this guy's a genius, and half the time I'm like, I just want to hug you, and make you feel better. Oh my god! But he's just like, yeah. He, he. He's a one. He's a truly a one of a kind. I think his yeah. comics. We all want to be a one of a kind. For sure. Right. Like you don't want to be. What are you? Like I don't want to be a club comic. Mm. Oh, like I was. Oh, he's a frat douche. Forgettable. Although today I was called the Laugh Factory Zaddy. (laughs) I don't know if it's Zaddy or Zaddy. I think Zaddy. Zaddy. Yeah. So I guess that's good. When did I? When did I become? When I go from like, oh, he's. Remember when I said Z's are in lately? Z's are in. Yeah, that's true. Oh, you did say that. (laughs) Anyway, yeah. So for some reason, I went from being like. Cool to like Zaddy. You know I what I mean? Zaddy is cool. It's cool, but like, why couldn't I just be like a normal guy that women find attractive? Like, you I could only you said find. You wanted me to be special. T- well, so now my whole thing is like, I'm the daddy. I'm the Zaddy. <laughs> is that going to be my fucking album? Anyway. It's going to be your legacy. <laughs> moving on. So I will be in Europe. <laughs> By the way, if you have any questions or comments, or, uh, guests you want on, please email tom at laughfactory.com and mem- make sure to subscribe on SoundCloud or like us and subscribe. Do you subscribe on iTunes too, right? Yeah, rate and subscribe on iTunes. Yeah, you have to rate, you have to give us five stars. We're doing um, pretty well on iTunes. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, good. Every so, week, um, growing. Yeah, so people, people, I've been getting a lot of random messages from people like I went to high school with from like people in new york people overseas like random people i would never like hey i heard your podcast yeah so uh so check it out jason rouse one of the best working day and if you don't know him, follow his shit r-o-u-s-e bye-bye
2: it's the after laugh after laugh welcome to the after laugh after laugh after laugh after (laughs) laugh man go ahead pull up a chair
0: Hey guys, it's Bill. Whoa, that was a big hey, huh? Hey guys, it's Bill Dawes. Welcome to the After Laugh. I'm here with um, Jason. I don't know. If this is Jason Rouse. Now, Jason, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but you are probably, I would say, maybe four people in my life make me laugh as hard <laughs> as you. I swear to God, you are you are the. F- as a standup, but also as a human being, we we've uh, we've hung out. In these very same apartment buildings. Yes. Uh, when I lived next door, and I've upgraded to a apartment about half the size. Very nice. Um, and uh, I don't know, man. There's there's something there's something about you, buddy. You're fucking hilarious. Anyway, thank you. Welcome yeah, Welcome thanks. to the yard, man. Thanks. I haven't seen you in a while.
2: How long has it been? Do you know? It has been a little while. You were out of town, and I was out of town, and it was kind of back and forth. Yeah. I think the last time we really hung out, we knew we were playing the baseball player. Yeah. Wait, did you... You didn't see that, did no, you? No, no, okay, no. Yeah. I saw some of the stuff come in through your social media. Yeah. You were on uh, a live morning show in character.
0: Oh, that's right. That's. So, it was with Regis Philbin. Is that what it was? Yeah.
2: Regis Philbin had a show
0: was it called the best and Michael Costa was a host yeah on and it. you
2: were on live television in character. I and character and I was kinda neat. came in as, as, as a, Mickey... a comedian I was like oh this of course you're in this situation yeah because it's not like you need a, a, a list of dialogue and they need cues yeah to
0: maintain it so you, you know what you're but it's also like nobody knows me so I had to show up as Mickey Mantle so it would be somehow relevant.
2: Yeah, you did like a Kaufman. What is that? Uh, method acting? <laughs> I was method morning interviewing. Didn't Harvey Keitel come on somebody method acting? I've heard story. Yeah, Bad Lieutenant.
0: I hope so. <laughs> I think he did a lot of crazy shit like that. Um, I'm smoking just because I'm a Jason Rouse fan and I want mm. to be a part of their. I'm
2: getting. A- I'm getting rid of the cigarettes. I'm, I'm trying to get more uh, f- f- occupy my time by being more. A- athletic Are you are you serious? Yeah. Now you you look athletic. I Were you an athlete ever? Walking. See, when I was younger, you would assume hockey because you're from, oh yeah. Well, let's let's get the, let's get your story. You'll hear the uh, boots and the A's <laughs> and the sorries and all that stuff during the course of this next uh, conversation. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm originally from Canada. I'm you're from Hamilton, right? From Hamilton. Thanks for making the effort. Because yes. most people, I will say, I have to use Toronto as kind of like a bullet point. Yeah. And say I'm an hour from Toronto, but I'm not from Toronto. There's a very different uh, vibe. Uh, yeah, especially between Toronto and Hamilton. Oh, I'm sure Toronto people just shit on Hamilton people. All of the course, time, right? the whole and then you know, Hamilton people kick the shit out of everybody. There, it's a great place for a hangover and a black yeah. eye, and it gives you street cred, I imagine, too. Totally, you know, not so much now, but when I was younger, um, when you would say where are you people, where are you from, I'm from Hamilton, they they give you a little distance. You know, it was yeah. steel, uh, a lot of unemployment, and a, uh, a like a. Um, Pittsburgh, from what oh, I've been told.
0: It. So it used to be a mill town that shut down or something? Yeah,
2: steel mill, which I think supplied a lot of the steel to, to the car industry in Detroit and uh, it was a massive uh, steel industry there. Yeah. And I, I'm guessing the late 60s, 70s, and 80s. Yeah. And then there were some big strikes, and I think all that's when a lot of the industry, especially automotive and all that, went to Asia. Or, uh, yeah, everything uh, went to know. China,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, now, we I've known you for a while, and I've been a fan of yours for a while. But I don't really know much about your story, other than the fact that I do know. I think I saw <laughs> one of your first sets on TV, when okay. you were a very different Jason Rouse. Sure. Uh, and I think it was about your donkey, maybe yeah. biting your dick or something like that. No, no, no. it was it was, it was like pet clean. donkey.
2: Your pet donkey. And the, oddly enough, that donkey joke is probably the most. Reference joke and serious? one of the least favorite things that I had ever invested in. It had and I used it as a. Uh, I needed to fill a chunk in the middle to kind of bring them down a little bit that wasn't so uh, graphic and uh, vile. Uh-huh. Um, so I I went to the physicality aspect of it and kind of created this hillbilly. What, what was thing. the joke again? <laughs> it was about um, growing up. It was tough. You know, we didn't have a dog or a cat. We had a donkey, and. Um, it was, um, uh, we had a pet donkey, and uh, my father would say, stay out of our yard. <laughs> and the donkey would kick them in the head or something <laughs> like that. Oh, no, and the kids would come around the fence and ask if the donkey bit. And my father would say, no, the donkey doesn't bite. But, and then the don- they'd come over and pet the donkey. The donkey would kick them. <laughs> <laughs> would that really happen, too? Uh, no, but I did, uh, part of my, on my father's side of the family, a lot of farming, On the Rouses. Yeah. Um, My family's had a farm in New Brunswick for like over 100 years. There's actually a a Rouse Road. A Rouse Road. Rouse Road. There's a a cemetery not far from my grandparents' house that has um, maybe um, three different families. But to see all the Rouse tombstones, it's crazy. You look at your kind of... Alright, <laughs> I'm in, I'm do you in have the your line plot, Do you have your plot waiting for I you? think so, <laughs> I, I want to do that And create a kind of a, a Jim morrison thing I was going to have a, a, a uh, I'm actually going to put together um, A Kickstarter thing Where people can buy tickets to my funeral That's And the money's going to be used To raise uh, for a tombstone I'm going to design that people can do drugs on And fuck on and stuff <laughs> It's like a fuck stump With a drug tray on it So people will come there And piss on my grave It's gonna look like a urinal But it's gonna have a flat top So you can fuck And do drugs on it What? I think that's I'm not gonna have kids You're not gonna have kids No That you know about I can't What do you mean you can't have kids? One abortion one abortion, and I don't think I can go through that again. How are you? Well, I did it myself with a hockey skate and a guy with Parkinson's and some stirrups, and we made the Philly smoke beef piss-soaked goat hair sandwich. You would love it. No, I I'm uh, I had a, an engagement maybe eight years ago that w- with a woman I'd potentially would have had children with. Oh, you were an engagement, so it was like a. Were you engaged
0: or no? I was engaged. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. (laughs) How long were you engaged? Uh, Like a few years. A few years. A few years. And is this a story you were telling me yesterday where you found out that she was not a good person?
2: Oh, which one? That's all of them. (laughs) 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 Those fucking cunts. (laughs) Uh, They're probably watching. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Bitches. Um, Uh, (laughs) So how did you go from... uh, Did you grow up on a farm, though? No. No. Uh, I grew up in Hamilton in the East End. Is that like a rough and tumble area? Yeah, in yeah. Barton and Ottawa. You know, that, that was the... Uh, I didn't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because everybody in my community... Uh, you know, I thought my grandparents were kind of middle class, and we thought they were rich. Yeah. So the neighborhood, it was all a lot of single parents, uh, uh, single mothers single with... Uh, um, and, um, like, immigrants and stuff. Mostly some native... In, there's a lot of, there's a big native population in Canada. Yeah. People don't really talk yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. There much. was a couple of native kids in our, but there was like one black kid, like this is late 70s. Yeah. And um, a couple, you know, uh, Middle Eastern kids and stuff like that, Pakistani or something like that. But not too, uh, it was, It was. Uh, you know, it was kids wild, raised by parents that were probably too young to have kids to begin with. On their own in an industrial wasteland, it was like District Nine. Like in certain parts of it, oh wow, it looks like Blade Runner. Yeah, not to mention even today, the city, the the steel hasn't completely evaporated from it. It's still big industry, but there's the the Skyway Bridge that comes over the city, but they have factories all along Lake Ontario, which is the largest freshwater lake in the world, oh, okay. but it's kind of poisoned through the steel industries yeah. dumped in there for fifty years. Yeah. But uh, there's fucking flames that shoot up like sixty feet in the air out of these stacks. When you come in the city, it's <laughs> like the Death Star, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but now Toronto's become such a uh, uh, um, a very expensive place yes. to live. It's become like it's Manhattan. It's, yeah, this is Manhattan in 1930s. Yeah, yeah. It, it's rent starting to go up, so people are turning my hometown into Williamsburg. Oh God, it. it's an artist. Now experience. it's a hit place. Yeah, there's a Starbucks. Yeah, I went in i went back and uh, uh, there was a new starbucks downtown and i walked in and i go starbucks and they go yeah and i go it's nice and they go we know right <laughs> <laughs> like a mcdonald's went out of business across the street years earlier you know yeah, it yeah. wasn't uh the downtown core once all the shopping malls in the 80s it kind of erupted it pulled all the industry the mom and pop yeah out of the city so it just kind of rotted from the inside but now it's too expensive in toronto and people taking all the industrial all these beautiful old warehouses that i've done a ton of drugs in and partied (laughs) in are now like very expensive uh business yeah 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 you know yuppies live there
0: yeah now you've been called uh the most metal comic
2: of uh, of all I would not say that, but Metal Hammer magazine said that a number of years ago. So how do you go from being a kid
0: in Hamilton, doing mostly clean material, to becoming the unique persona that you are now?
2: Like what was your what was your upbring? Well like? that Metallica. You it's funny you mentioned that. In nineteen eighty eight Metallica came to Hamilton, Ontario and the Coliseum, um, which is uh cops Coliseum at the time was just built, um, Few years earlier, and it was one the, like the Metallica, yeah, it's coming to fucking hammer. And you were already a big fan, we couldn't sleep, <laughs> you know. The one video had just come out, yeah. uh, that album on uh, Justice for All was like they'd pop, became a pop band, you know, on yeah, being commercial radio on, you know, and uh, so now, um, we're gonna go see Metallica and we've you know, the metal magazines and all that, so I. Uh, That was always kind of in my back pocket, and I carried through, you know, my uh, life in skateboarding and BMX and just being a downtown uh, kid. Were you kind of like a street kid? Were you, like, up to no good? Yeah, yeah. What were your parents like? What were they? My father, my parents split when I was four. Okay. So my father wasn't around. So I was raised primarily by my mother until she remarried when I was, like, 15. And, um but uh my my mother's like I don't even curse in front of my mother really yeah like she's come out to some shows and there was <laughs> parts of my career earlier in the beginning where she had uh was just was confused by the <laughs> subject matter you know like why where did it come from well yeah like what i you know what did i do she wrong she knew i was an, uh, an angel by far but i i think she imprinted a moral compass mm-hmm. in me and w- why would i would go so hard because i wanted to be something that was uh um uh, uh, an anomaly a juxtaposition yeah. yeah to add um some more cryptic uh, elements to it layers to it yeah, yeah you yeah. know what i mean so yeah, sure. and i'm sure you know this that some of the filthiest comedians are the, how nice is david tell
0: yeah, of course. So nice, yeah.
2: you know, And it goes down from there. They're usually, the bluer the comic... The, the, the nicer the worst, they are. Yeah. I, I, I remember... I, they have no... They have, they're not carrying any um, shame. Yes. Or... Um, uh, shame. Yeah. I have no shame. I have no shame.
0: So, I wrote an article for Punchline magazine called In Defense of Rape Jokes, which I've since... Scrubbed from I the your bumper
2: sticker. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've scrubbed from the internet for obvious reasons. But one of the things I said in the in the blog was like, Hey, everyone says Bill Cosby is such Isn't a nice Is it weird that you've mind. had
2: to scrub that from the internet? Yes. Yes. But That's a shame. That's disgusting. You know, Lenny Bruce has gone to prison and now we're having to uh hide uh like It's like book burning, yeah. isn't it? A little bit, yeah. It's kind of like book burning. Do you,
0: do you feel that that's uh, affected how you... It probably hasn't
2: affected how you approach your comedy at all. It, it helps me define it. Yeah. It helps me. It really draws... The more the higher the wall is, the more I know where it is. Yeah. And it gives me more of a... Um, I just look at these banner flag razors um, for all, all these causes and what have you. Is They just mark themselves... For the direction that I'm going in, I'm not avoiding any of this. Yeah. You know, I go on to it full form, and um, I have nothing to, um, uh, I've never apologized, or uh, people have apologized on letters on my behalf. Okay. For business purposes, for legal situations. Yeah. And, um, but I I can, um, uh, we have people in Finland watching. My buddy.
0: Have you had Have you had the legal situation? I want to talk about that. So what? give me an example of a legal situation that came Are you allowed to talk about it?
2: Yeah, I can talk about stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, we're... Because in,
0: in, in Canada, and I might be wrong about this, but Canada still has laws about hate speech, even for comics, correct?
2: Uh, a French-Canadian comedian who uh, is in, in an ongoing lawsuit right now, um, he got sued by uh, a family for... The young man's feelings being hurt in a joke that he did in a special maybe like seven years earlier. Yeah. And he's had to pay out over $150,000.
0: Holy shit. Yeah.
2: So, for a joke that was seven years previous. Yeah. In a special that this kid had met the Pope and um, he didn't die. He was supposed to die. It was some sort of terminal thing. And anyway, he didn't. Meet. So, well, if you get to meet the Pope, you got to die. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. You made your deal. Uh, you know and that was the, the that trucks. was the joke that was a Sh- sure and and you know and something else in french yes but that was the, <laughs> the gist of it and uh he's basically so i have an upcoming tour in canada and i'm trying to get arrested yes is, is great press what um i'm working towards is a um a kicking, screaming arrest. We're bringing <laughs> strippers into the club. Yeah. Maybe there'll be some pussy. Maybe there'll be some pussy. <laughs> uh, when we're doing the uh, No Gods, No Masters tour, and uh-huh. uh, which will be Canada, Sweden, and Denmark, I think so far. Mexico City. Oh wow. In November, uh, a few shows in Mexico City, and Sweden, Norway, Denmark. Yeah. Yeah. Canada. So, how did you? How did you develop your voice as a comic? Did that
0: because w- you start? Did you start off as a different comic than you are now? What did you? What? What
2: do you call it when you you read you tr- you uh, uh, a fortune teller talks through somebody else? A medium. A medium. Yeah. I mediumed initially, and you can see that in the donkey aspect. M- yeah. More. More prominently is Jim Carrey. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, Jim was such a huge influence. As a Canadian, as well, yeah. And I had some of the physicality already Mm -hmm. was in place, and there was some sort of, uh, you know, him. He grew up half hour from me. Oh wow! And I was already a fan of Living Color. Um, You know his various television appearances. Like this guy's from our town. Like he's, this is crazy. Ace Ventura. Brilliant. You know, Dumb and Dumb, like, I was like, fuck. And then when The Mask had come out and is and um, uh, I think it was maybe around that, yeah, The Mask had come out, or was it just be just after that? Anyway, Jim was the definite influence. I didn't know what it was and what I'd seen, you know, I watched dozens and dozens of A&Es at the improv and various canadian stand-up shows at like four in the morning and like, what do you mean they smoke pot you know (laughs) and like various characters so the 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 um american sense of stand-up comedy didn't see then kennison it was like yeah whoa you can do that too yeah robin williams you know more steve martin absurd you know uh the thinker stephen wright i was like okay you're kind of like your own band yeah. And you can you can make all the sounds and do all all the instruments the way that you want to do them to your best ability. Yeah. And play your instruments. You yeah. know what I mean? And um um so the Metallica thing was in my back pocket. Jim was in the front and I was in this apocalyptic go nowhere city. Yeah. Things were bad. Yeah, things were bad for you
0: personally. Things were bad Yeah (laughs) 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 Really bad Does that mean like Trouble with the law Or drugs or both or
2: Oh Name it It was bad (laughs) Like There was blood All over my house Oh boy We had some situations Yeah Uh, I've had my nose Broke The guy who punched me Had both of his thumbs Cut off with Bowl uh, bowl cutters Mm -hmm. They cut his thumbs off Who's they? My friends Uh mother's boyfriend oh wow and um it was not a, the stakes a pharmaceutical drug started to infiltrate my social circles in yeah. probably the early 90s mm-hmm. things people that never even were into it and were now friends of mine that were professional athletes boxers and what yeah. have you fighters in all forms and uh we now addicted to prescription drugs. Like Oxycontin
0: mostly. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Percocets, you know, Tylenol threes, you know, low end stuff. These guys would get hurt. Yeah. And you know, they're rough kids. I take a bunch of painkillers. Well, that slides out. Yeah. And, uh, I didn't like the kind of Jekyll and Hyde things. It really poisoned a lot of close friends of mine. Yeah. And, um, so when my friend had come over and seen all the blood at my house, He's like, dude. He's like, he he wanted to be an actor. We went to high school together. He's actually going to come visit me in June, I think, or uh, Canada Day, Ju- Fourth of July, I think, okay. at late June. Anyway, and I still, uh, yeah. Mainly, our friendship is on this kind of crossroads. And he's like, dude, you need to be a comedian. I need to be an actor. Let's go to Vancouver. And I'm just like, I'm like. They can't get any worse than this Yeah Do you know what I mean? Like And you hadn't hadn't been thinking about doing comedy at that point? No, I was more the kitchen guy at the house party, right? And then on a handful of times, especially where I was moved The the writing was on the wall I had some friends, parents, these bikers and shit Were like, you should be a comedian Yeah, yeah You know what I mean? I didn't know what be How do you be a comedian? Like, I, I didn't know all my family were working class people You're not getting into the fucking arts Yeah, yeah. We'll run you out of town <laughs> Yeah You know what I mean? Were you told by your mother like, hey, don't do it or your dad don't no, do it? No, um, not only that, but I didn't tell anybody I did okay. I hid it because I knew there would be I You know, because my family was so working class And I knew about apprenticeship Yeah, putting in hours and like, when am I getting paid? That's not happening yeah Comedians what, How much money do you make You're done You're fucking fired Yeah And we're you know Relatively successful people And even at this level If you're getting into this To make uh, fuck money In your first five years Yeah You're done
0: Yeah I f- I feel like more and more
2: people Are unwilling to accept that As a fact and that's okay, because that thins it out. Yeah, it, it does. cuts the fat in a hurry. Even though some people, just through mental illness and pure drive, they're around and you know them, right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's like you got you got to go. Yeah, you got to go. I think
0: because of everything with Instagram and social media, people feel like th- they've gotten voices. Yeah,
2: you know the the uh, Marx Brothers before they did a movie they would tour it around and see if it worked oh wow yeah they didn't have a, an internet to yeah. just go ta-da yeah they had to go from town to town and okay we change this word we do this this is a work in progress and that yeah. that's a movie is an hour stand up it's that it's a cycle a 12 month cycle yeah and were you an only child no I have a, a younger sister four years younger and uh, a brother from my mother's second marriage who's oh, okay. 12 years younger
0: yeah Because a lot of people who are older brothers, that's usually a a slightly different path as a comic, because a lot of only children are youngest because for whatever reason. Um, So you were kind of, you were the man of the household too, right?
2: In certain times, yeah. Yeah. As a a toddler, (laughs) you know, uh, it was like all the male figures in my life were like steel workers and like the little rascals. Yeah. (laughs) And there was nothing in between that So it took me, you know, in that time when I moved to Vancouver I started with uh, Seth Rogen Oh, wow Seth Rogen and I were on open mics in Vancouver Oh, really? Yeah Could you tell then that he had something special? Where you like this guy? Yeah, it was great He was already kind of a prodigy in the comedy community He Mm. was 15 years old Wow He had little dreadlocks, I remember that And a corn shirt (laughs) This is like 92 Yeah, yeah, yeah No, no, sorry, 94 Yeah 93 No, no, it must have been '95 because that's when I started. Yeah, it was, it was June of '95, and um, he was there, and we, you know, we we talked, and I thought it was cool that he, his grandparents would come to the show. He tell jokes about his Jewish grandparents, and uh, he was, uh, and then Freaks and Geeks, yeah, and then Judd, and so on and so forth. Yeah, 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 that's right. And I haven't seen him since. Oh, maybe
0: he'll listen to this. Probably not. But um, when you got to Vancouver, so you moved with your friend who wanted to be an actor. You moved to Vancouver. Yeah. You got like a, a room together. Well, first
2: of all, we go down to the city of Hamilton and get an emergency welfare check. Oh. I didn't know this was possible. But you can go in. Hamilton's got a great system. Yeah. Health and take care of you know, even though there's a lot of homelessness. Yeah. And things. In, so they know, just give you, problem. you go show up and they yeah, give, this give you. Is, give, this is 93. Yeah. So my friend tells me, he knows the system. He's been in and out of jail and stuff and. I actually went to his court case where he went to jail and I have a scar on my ass from – he was ironing his pants for court and I was bugging him because I'm going to jail. I go, you're not going to jail. He goes, I'm going to jail. (laughs) And I pulled on my pants to fart on him. He put a red hot iron. (laughs) And I was at a house party months later and I was showing my asshole to somebody. Trying to get a girl's attention And it. my buddy goes What the fuck is that? And I go What? Yeah, you in the know. mirror Everyone's looking at my ass And it looked like A piece of Swiss cheese It had the vent holes On my ass It was fucking Like for seven years Oh my god It left a ch- white triangle On my shit locker Is it still there? No It, it dissipated <laughs> But I had a couple Hey what's that on your ass From a couple girls They are like Ah oh, you know You spilled paint In the garage At my house <laughs> My dad it's a hot iron on your ass. <laughs> oh, fuck. Where were we? Um, so we're talking about the get coming up in Vancouver. Yeah, show up in Vancouver. And I kind of moved away from everything. Yeah. Um. I show up in Vancouver. We got an emergency welfare check, a little bit of money. And we are showing up in Vancouver and we'll, we'll go to a hostel. I didn't know. Like, what so we ended up staying in the worst hostel in the heroin district <laughs> in Vancouver. like, oh Like, apocalyptic. Like, it's still. I don't know. Have you been to Vancouver? Uh, I've never been, no. Hastings Street. Yeah. Legendary. Yeah. Like, at that point, it's downsized because they've introduced fentanyl into the drug market. Oh, okay. And it's, people are taking lethal injections. Yeah. So they're dissipating the herd to regain the real estate all downtown. Oh, man. They're killing them off.
0: Intentionally, think
2: my oh most definitely. My friends are local East Van dudes that know the flux of that area of the city. And he goes, "Yeah, man, like so, some of my friends are junkies." Yeah, and um they say, "Yeah, they're they're dosing it. They're finding marijuana and stuff." Oh wow, that's yeah, crazy. Because
0: everyone has this uh, this idea that Canada is like such a nice, you know, Neverland.
2: Money man, and heroin is doesn't reside in any location. Yeah. It's supply and demand, and yeah. Vancouver's always had for thirty plus years yeah. port cities. You yeah. know, always had serious drug problems.
0: So, when you were coming to Vancouver, was it something that you were uh, partaking in? Was it something that you kind of no, no? Struggled I, with?
2: I was I was hated needles. I have a lot of tattoos, but I'm you know I hate it. I even tell the uh, nurses that draw my blood um, that uh, there's a good chance I'm going to pass out, <laughs> and most of the times I do. I wake up with a hot cloth. <laughs> had my aunt crying over me one time. <laughs> but they were... Uh, um, fuck, what we were talking about? <laughs> You're talking
0: about getting your blood drawn, pass oh. out, why you don't, oh, while you d- don't do...
2: D- yeah, heroin. And not to mention, I watched the degeneration of a young lady from Australia oh, wow. within a matter of 12 months. Oh, my God. Pretty young uh, Australian girl. I used to... The hostel that I stayed in on... Um, main street um near science world station had a where there like three nights dirty needles in the communal showers and stuff like it's it's fucking gnarly and we go down to the front desk there's cockroaches and i'm a nice canadian there's cockroaches in our room can we get another room to go this whole building is cockroaches it's holding it together <laughs> yeah and they go wait till mardi gras gets here and we're like what's mardi gras <laughs> welfare day And sure enough, it was Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, my God. The ambulances would pull up in front of the hostels and hotels and wait for... Because they're going to get called. Yeah. So they're just there waiting. Okay, we go up and bring out the bodies. Oh, shit, man. So we moved there. I get a job uh, as a roofer in North Vancouver. Yeah. And uh, did roofing. And, you know, people from all over Ontario and Canada have moved to Vancouver. Better life kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, like what are you doing here And I'm like I- I'm going to be a comedian Like, And then a year went by But I had a, a process of Kind of uh, Reinventing myself From what I inherited from Growing up in Hamilton yeah. To the kind of person that I want to evolve into yeah. And kind of You know there was no Joe Rogan podcast yeah. When I was coming up to give you Any kind of crux On being a man and uh, a comedian yeah. You know what I mean So My uh, role models were all criminals, (laughs) right? There's no, uh, you know, I was the funny guy amongst the murderers. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a process of a a couple years there where I had to kind of peel away things that I was carrying that I didn't really need to go forward with. So then uh, I started, I went down to the Vancouver Yak Yaks when I was at the uh, old uh, Expo 86 grounds. Um, plaza nations and signed up for this comedy workshop which oh. seth was in oh that's wow. how i'd met seth who was leading the workshop uh mark Pooley. Mark he Pula. inherited it. i went originally to an old club in gastown called laugh lines or laugh lines or something uh-huh. and peter kalemis who was in happy gilmore does a lot of voice work he was like the, the vancouver guy yeah and uh there was this workshop thing and then I went back to sign up for it, and the club was out of business. And I'm like, I haven't even got a chance. <laughs> yeah. And I just looked at it as a sign. I'm going to find a way. Yeah. I didn't know what. Okay, there's another club. They moved it here, this, that. And I chased it down and did the the two-week workshop. And then we did a, a show at the end of it. And yeah. I had my first show, the tape, actually, with Seth and all of us on this did show. Do you still have it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and wow. So I've been digitizing all this Old I have beta tapes yeah from eighty oh, us with the Metallica shirts on and the long hair actually on my phone well yeah your photos well, I know you wanted to charge this. let me so let me bring the yeah sorry there was a photo I was at my mother's house going through some old um, um, photo albums and just for archival purposes and shit and yeah, yeah. Uh, there was some really. Um, fuck what were we talking about again I've lost my train of thought there's a talking lot about the show th- the show you had after oh. the, um. so I've been digitizing and I came across these tapes and old tapes the club that I worked out of them I have literally the first three years of my career on videotape old Russell Peters conversations in the green room in like 97 um, loads of co- oh no it's dead you can just leave it yeah uh, loads of comedians come and gone you know um yeah, it was really interesting to see some of this old. Because I carried a Beta can, like a little uh, high eight, yeah, thing with me. Because I was such a visual learner. Yeah, I knew from my uh, academics that I wasn't going to sit down and scribe. Yes. by a candle, I really needed to take it in visually and then articulate that in some form written. written. So did you most of your writing kind of on
0: stage, like you, or did yeah, you write well, it down and go? Oh.
2: No, I I kept like. Uh, um, recipe cards, those blank cards, and I'd write bullet points and and draw in some sort of arc. Yeah. So I kind of knew where some beats were, but I didn't know what the language was going to be. Oh. oh, there's my ride!
0: <laughs> okay, your phone's back on, by the way, if you wanted to That's cool. I'll let it
2: charge for a s- bit more. S- um. Um, and um, so I, w- I would put these little bullet points together, and Go up and do it And then use my little mini recorder Or whatever recording device I could use I bought loads of different portable uh, pocket-sized cameras and things And just, would use a tape, throw it in a box Yeah Use a tape, throw it in a box And I've got, bo- like, five, six hundred hours at least Of wow. just high eight tapes Mostly stand-up So I'm gonna, at some point I'm digitizing them under a drive Where I'll put them in some sort of chronological order Yeah And... Pan for gold and see what might come out of it. Yeah, it,
0: exactly. There's yeah, a literally
2: a, uh, a evolutionary thing, and you can see the the Jim Carrey dissipating, and yeah, and that really uh, shed that skin when I moved to Europe. Do you remember the moment where you kind of?
0: Because someone told me this one time that, oh, w- uh, oh, did I take it? I probably pocketed. It. I'm such a klepto. Um, oh, I got it. Uh, that that Bill Burr was kind of doing his thing and doing all right and at one point he just said you know what fuck that i'm not gonna do the old bill burr i'm was there a, a stark yeah, Jim moment Carrie
2: did that with impressions yeah and when i saw his a biography i studied it yeah and i'm like this is just a uh um an ivy league journal of a jedi yeah and okay and then, uh, uh, and then Russell Peters kind of followed in behind Jim as far as um, going to England. Yeah. You know, going you, you can go to Africa. Oh, I want to go to Africa. You know, all these other places that he'd gone. Yeah, because I'd done numerous shows with him. I, I was aware of his his fan base wasn't uh, uh, um, familiar with me, but I was familiar with them. Yeah, from being part of the Toronto community yeah. and tagging a lot of. Uh, Minority comedy communities tend to be a little more responsive to me Uh than the whiteies. (laughs) Uh, Generally, white girls in their twenties, yeah, you're already shaking your head, and you're you're a white guy. Yeah, these bitches are (laughs) fucking up my shit. I've said this before. Enough with you, cunt. You're not helping. I'm not your fucking enemy. Well,
0: I know that's a big that's a big problem. Is a lot of times, as as a white man, if you go up there and say anything about Quote unquote disenfranchised groups, they feel the need to defend these groups, even though the
2: groups are laughing at you and
0: they like you totally. more than anyone else.
2: I've had situations, in to isolate a group in a situation, and um, there was a guy, probably still is a guy, I'm sure he's alive. He um cerebral palsy, like just top to bottom. Yeah. You know, this guy's talking through a straw. Yeah. And, um, the manager of the club says, there's a disabled guy in the front. Like, I said, what, what, what are you telling me for? Now that's in my head. Yeah, yeah. So immediately, I take it <laughs> right to his face. And not only that, but I put the microphone in his face on the end of it. Well, he's trying to fight it away from his mouth, and I'm trying to fuck his face. <laughs> and, and destroying him, and he is applauding. yeah, Kind of. Yeah, you know, it, like, yeah. like lunging and writhing in the chair. And yeah. I, this is the motherfucker. Yeah. The rest of you people are the problem. Yeah. And he'd come back with his handler. He came with this huge black guy who did. I don't think he liked my shit, <laughs> but because his his caregiver dude yeah. wanted to sit in the front, he had to sit beside him and yeah, yeah. deal with him, right? <laughs> well, he's, he's having these flailing around, and I'm watching people's faces scrunch up behind him <laughs> And I'm like, turn around and give him the finger, and he throws up his hand like this. <laughs> gives him this palsied out finger. Oh, it was great. So anytime uh, I see anybody that is uh, uh, clearly in a situation of um, where the room is taking stock of their presence, yes. and 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 pitied them, yeah, before anything's happened, is uh, it's terrible. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Do you a, is that ashtray?
0: This is a drink you could just ash on the Do you have any non-alcoholic? Um, I have a monster.
2: Can I have a sip Out of the house Yeah It's, out here. it's like fruit No flies, no right? no Just Just, just fucking today. Jeff I Richards might have some Butt plug <laughs> Hanging out of here Oh how muddy And hairy Do you think Jeff Richards Butt plug is Oh Yeah Like a dog toy With peanut butter On it And you
0: know By the way Shout out to Jeff Richards here uh, He definitely Has a butt plug You know he totally.
2: does Totally <laughs> When doesn't he Have it in do you, Every time he Walks up to you He's like What are you doing
0: uh,
2: I don't know We're not fighting Rubber out of our Holes <laughs> You fucking animal. Have a shower and comb <laughs> your hair. He's the only guy I know that thinks cleaners' boxes are slippers. Anyway, Jeff is a good friend of ours, and uh, I hope he gets over Whatever tragedy. Is he going through a divorce? I feel like always. He's been in a tool shed for six years, <laughs> drinking his own piss and punching the wall. In some fucked up Fight Club movie. Are we recording? <laughs> Okay, so anyway, <laughs> so Jeff, Jeff
0: doesn't either. He won't know. He won't care. It'd be hilarious. So, uh, so <laughs> let me let me get back to the chronology. So, from Vancouver, yeah, you felt like you did that scene enough, and then how did you make the transition yeah. from Vancouver to well, t- Toronto? And
2: I, uh, bigger markets. I started in, in June of '96 in Vancouver and found out there was a Vancouver a Yuck Yucks mm-hmm. and a Laugh Lines, and. That was it for miles Yeah You know, to another province Like another state you Yeah know, Think of that Yeah And um, on a visit back home Doing a little uh, internet search I found that there was Google Maps It pinpointed It was like There's 15 clubs within 5 hours Yeah So the only way that I'm going to get any repetition Plus I'm going to go home Now with a totally different blueprint Back to Ontario of what I'm getting to I ended up moving back November of the year that I started, yeah, because the few months that I was in can or in Vancouver doing stand-up, I realized, oh I'm gonna get on like three times a month sure there's this is the long there's a lot of good guys here, yeah, and there's no middle class of this whole thing there's shitty open micers and they're lepers, yeah, to the little bit of cheese that's at the top, yeah so um Zach McAnalis had moved out to Vancouver he'd been living there a lot of times Zach who? Va- Vakan- Zach Galifianakis? Va- Galifianakis. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was dating a girl in uh, Vancouver, Watermelon. Oh. <laughs> and uh, I remember um, she was running comedy around when I started. Anyway, so yeah, I was getting on these Aldi-type shows. and But leading up to that, a big chunk of this history... Aspect of it Is that when I moved To Vancouver I was going to either Do music or comedy
0: Yeah I was about to say I wanted to ask about Your music sort of background Did you grow up Playing music or I you
2: played zero music Yeah But Metallica And made such An impression on me And music Of the 80's Thrash metal and Yeah And, and uh, um, Horror movies And black sabbath and hamilton being a very grim you know it was like glasgow without the nightlife yeah it was it was it it, i wanted to kind of sew that in and i couldn't do that until i moved to europe but when i was in vancouver hanging out with all these bands i spent a lot of time in these kind of shitty dive bars there was loads of great cheap places to drape and drink in vancouver yeah yeah so by association Oh, there's a band tonight there's all oh, six punk rock bands oh, I've seen these guys these are local bands okay I'm watching the mechanics of how a band works. I'm like, oh this is totally i i'm just trying to get out of a dysfunctional family yeah um but I like the uh the the you know with dice and Kennison and pryor and eddie Murphy and it, you know they had a fucking like it was a it was a uh it was, a, it, was a, it was a um an event yeah. And I loved great, articulate, you know, worded comedy—a uh, uh, Stuart Lee where you yeah. just revel in everything, the nuances. And but I also love the screams of Sam Kennison or the poetry of Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah. Um, so, um, and shock rock and all that over-the-top stuff yeah. was really was something I had always. Had so I knew I didn't want to be invested in a, a musical group because of the process. And oh, everybody gets a beer ticket, yeah, <laughs> I can do that on my own, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And I didn't want to be in a situation where I had to rely on anybody, I wanted, of to course, paddle yeah. my own boat. So when I uh done the um the comedy um months earlier, because I was hanging out with these bands, I go see them play, they go, Why don't you go up and do something? So I, used to, I became a bit of a, a moderate underground celebrity in yeah. Vancouver, where I was the comedian, of wow. these late night underground nightclubs. Which that I,
0: must been hard. Because they don't want it, They're not expecting it's a Yeah.
2: No, and they're fucking. These are the. These are the. This is the bottom, man. Yeah. This is the bottom. <laughs> but I, I was never in any uh, situation. The relationships I made with the. Local bands and uh, people there are still dear friends of mine yeah. today. Uh, shout out to Process, Process, and Minority uh, <laughs> in the house. Yeah, there's you know, and those those kind of personalities influenced my comedy and yeah. a um, and a, uh, a punk aspect of it. You know where in j- bands like Mr. Mike Patton, Mr. Bungle, and uh, extreme, you know, King Diamond and things. I, I kind of Frankenstein this thing through various influences. Yeah. That kind of carried on through my life. Yeah. 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 And then we met Jesus.
0: <laughs> now, yeah. what was your first uh, sort of, I hate to use the word break, but w- where was the first mo- moment that things really started taking off for you where you became like, okay, this is now something I can make my living doing. Was Was there a, a, a night? Or an event that happened where all of a sudden things kind of sh- shifted for you
2: no because anytime there was an event my my finances got lower like <laughs> I won campus comedian of the year uh-huh. uh, a magazine voted me best comic in like two years in a row I won like a Canadian Emmy Award yeah and all those kind of uh, uh, resume things yeah didn't really affect me financially but it allowed me to get a green card so okay. all these things. And because I modeled myself and, and uh, I, you know, my business models were always, I listened to and uh, observed a lot of uh, rock biographies and yeah. uh, management and um, the, uh, fuck, I forgot what we were talking about again.
0: Well, well I was basically talking, I was, talk, I was talking about, by the way, I think I should, as a precursor, we, we, uh, we were smoking a joint before this this podcast. And if you want some more.
2: I'm gonna have another dart as we say in Canada. What is a dart? A dart, a cigarette. You got hey buddy, you got a fucking dart, eh? <laughs> I heard that Oh part. fuck, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I was I was
0: asking about like the first sort of oh. break. I mean obviously an Emmy is a fucking huge thing.
2: I'll tell you. When I'd moved to Hamilton and I was outgrowing Hamilton personally, yeah when I'd moved back and doing comedy, I was systematically taking over the amateur nights, mm-hmm. not only in the city of Hamilton but in and around the country, so much so that they had a meeting I was an op- I was an amateur comic, yeah, they had a meeting with all the amateurs in the comedy to stop acting like me. whoa, so you were like the Dane Cook
0: of Canada that everyone was kind of like stealing your style
2: um well.
0: Which happened in America, in L.A. I
2: don't think that's another thing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm not
0: comparing, but you know what I mean. Uh, But you were, comics were going up there and kind of like doing Jason Rouse.
2: Yes, it was really weird. I'm like, I'm on the bus, okay? I'm riding the public transit, and I've gotten biters on my ass. That's crazy. I got a lot of attention very quickly because I adopted Jim's fiercest list, and the people that hung out, there was a lot of high-stakes situations that I'd been in. In various points in my life, that the stress of comedy was very low key. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So, um. So you don't get you never got
0: nervous going on stage because of your life and stuff like that. It wasn't anything because a lot of people are like, oh my god, the first time I got on when the stage. When I got
2: on the first All Black show, they weren't they. It's the longest running comedy night in Canada. It's the All Black comedy show. Uh-huh. Well, I was always curious on what everyone's doing, right? So <laughs> yeah. I started hanging out, not to mention there's some hot chicks that go there all the time. Yeah. And uh, the energy there was electric. Black yeah. audiences in Canada are very different. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why Why so? Because I feel uh, like what you're saying about... Well, I understand BET and Comic View now. Yeah, okay. Um It's a different... It's just different. Different. It's a younger uh culture. Uh, mm. You know, people... Black people have only been in Canada, like... You know they're they're like still very Jamaican, still West Indian, yeah. there's still that cultural fifty uh, fifty thing yeah. going on, where people here are American, sure, and then it goes back from there, right? Yeah, it's a different thing. Got it. It's just a different dynamic. I don't do very well here. And I, to be honest with you, I've only done a handful of them. Have you I, done Chocolate Sunday at the left Factory? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I bombed. <laughs> I think I bombed. I probably didn't do well, but I at all. Um, which is fine Like I, 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 I've been Boo Death threats Yeah you know? I want
0: to hear What What has been the worst Bomb that you had on stage What, what Was there a moment that Because I feel like A lot of comics go, Well one time Someone said get off stage two But I imagine I just thought of I was going to say For you uh, Based on your material And your energy There must be some moments You said the death threats so Which I've always f- Found uh, fascinating That people say that From a comedy show But what, what, what were The two stories
2: uh, One a long time ago, I was at the, it was the Ottawa Arts Center, mm-hmm. beautiful venue, Yuck Yucks, yeah. the improv equivalent, yeah, having their 25th anniversary show, Howie Mandel's hosting, <laughs> Jeremy Hotz, yeah. uh, Pat Bullard, Russell Peters, Harlem Williams, uh, up and newcomer Jason <laughs> Rouse, uh, Sean Majunder, uh, um, the hit squad of who's who in, in Canada. past and present yeah. st- Canadian stand-up. Yeah. And one of my heroes and friends is on before me. Who? Uh, Mike Wilmont. Okay. Canadian comic. Yeah. a lot in the UK. And were you nervous at this show? Yeah. I was a little bit. I didn't think I was (laughs) going (laughs) to (laughs) bomb. And my buddy, these are all white people in the nation's capital. Yeah. He's he's like the dirty uncle guy. Annihilates. Yeah. People are trying to make him the mayor. (laughs) Like, And I go up. And I do the retarded girl joke, and the bottom drops. What what is the retarded girl joke? Uh, About mistaking a girl for being drunk. Oh, I remember that, yeah. And uh, I don't know, I think she's got an accent, but it turns out she's retarded. (laughs) Yeah. And I end up sleeping with her, and the next morning I roll over to kiss her, and she's. (laughs) (laughs) And was it just like crickets, or did people start. Yeah, it sounded like someone pulled a string out of the bottom of the room. Oh, my God. Yeah. Was, was that your opening joke now? No, no it was in, I was tanking, and in the bottom, that was the shitter. The floodgate of piss just washed against my face. And Howie Mandel wouldn't even shake my hand. That's a what? joke. No, oh. I'm not kidding.
0: Well, oh, because he's OCD. Yeah. That's right. Okay, so you did your whole
2: time, though? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm a ship sinker. <laughs> I no you. Fuck you. Fuck you. So you were, people will say, fuck you? No, no, no. They no. don't have the balls. Not yeah. for a long time. They used to be combative. When I was a little more jovial, Uh, but I come out and pretty much break a stick over the front of the stage (laughs) and go, who wants to suck it? (laughs) And then we go from there, we build from hatred. Yes, yes. And then I I endure them. I I like to create a a Stockholm Syndrome. But my goal is to create a a cultish, I'm trying to get everyone to drink kigugule that is really pee. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it's purple. Oh, that's good. At least it's not poison. Thank you, is what I keep telling them. Drink up, (laughs) Miss Drinkers. Um, So, uh, uh, I, uh, yeah. So, what happened after that? Was there repercussions from that? No. Actually, oddly enough, uh, the opposite. My mentor and friend, the Bud Freeman in Canada, Mark Breslin, founder of Yuck Yucks, looks at me and goes, they weren't your crowd. Yeah. He shrugs his shoulders and goes, they weren't your crowd. And I go, you know what? They weren't my crowd. Yeah. I'm not striving to, to reach these people are, are not—they're not lost to me, but they're not uh, a good investment. For yeah, me I'd sense. be selling myself out, trying to endear myself to fifty-year-old uh, white people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so that was your first one. What was the second? I grew sec- up with fifty-year-old white people. Yeah.
0: So what was the second second
2: bomb that you were talking about? In front of Dave Grohl at Flappers, in front of fifteen people. <laughs> bomb in front of Nirvana. <laughs> How, how he th- was right there. This is pretty he recent, right then. The yeah, hey, I'm talking like it seriously. No, this is like ten years ago. Oh, 10 years ago. No, okay, uh, maybe like five, five yeah, years yeah. ago. So wh- how that I'm look la- like? I've stopped. i just leaning on the stool. I'm just like, I'm so fucked. This is so embarrassing. <laughs> was Dave Kroll someone that you knew at the time? Was no, it? I think he was a rel- relative of one guy who was on the show. <laughs> so Dave is there, and I fucking. Oh, and I was feeling it all the way up. I'm like, this whole thing's gonna flounder, <laughs> and then it's gonna flush, and it flush. And Dave's like, you know, he's had bad gigs. He's had a lot of bad gigs. He's done gigs in a wheelchair. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I and the show business people. He gave me that show business look. Like, you're <laughs> fucked. You're totally fucked. This is what we show up for. You got fucked. Yeah. It'll get better. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Not tonight. <laughs> You fucked it. Yeah, you ruined everybody's <laughs> night. It was bad. Yeah,
0: but there's also a badge of courage w- ruining a night of comedy. That's kind <sighs> yeah, of great. And we,
2: we put this conversation together. With, you know, unfortunately, I would have loved to got a, oh, you know, a kiss on the cheek from Dave Grohl. <laughs> but I, I've met him uh, times in England and and nightclubs and or uh, bars, a great bar in London and Soho called uh, the Crow Bar. Yeah, and Dave and a, a lot of popular musicians in the United States that wouldn't frequent social places like that would be in like a divey pub yeah. and everyone's cool no one's got a camera in your face you know what I mean yeah everyone's yeah it's yeah. getting a little loose so uh, there's not a kind of I got ya yeah TMZ thing. oh god so yeah. you know we're sitting in the eye of the storm for that yeah. oh yeah this tell me about TNZ it hotbed
0: yeah we probably go and get an interview right now uh, so when did your international presence start when I
2: ran out of opportunities in Canada you know I had um, a handful of Canadians, the majority of them, a really big chunk, like the, the all-star team of Canada Comics, guys that were uh, four or five, the Russell Peters, yeah, the Tom Stade, Sean Collins, Stuart Francis, who ended up touring with Ricky Gervais, yeah. Ricky Gervais' favorite comedian, um, theaters, who will not even perform in Canada anymore because of just like, why are they talking on your fucking phone? <laughs> yeah, I do... Stadiums. Yeah. Okay, why am I in a three hundred seater trying to force this? Yeah, shut up. Yeah. So anyway, a lot of that stuff. So, a majority of the guys moved in the early two thousands to England, the Mike Wilmonts and, uh-huh. and things like that. And um, I found out from a couple of comedians that had gone had uh, bloodlines that were attached to the UK, Scottish, Irish, so on where my grandfather's from England yeah from Grimsby <laughs> and uh found out all I needed my friends like you just need to get the long version birth certificates and they'll yeah. give you a, a three and a half year visa oh wow so I drastically got that up and then the year that year I had done some shows at the Edinburgh Festival I went down to hang out yeah I was very curious I'm like you're in Hong Kong you're in you're in France and the Alps snowboarding doing gig like yeah. I'm in Peterborough, Ontario in a knife fight before <laughs> I go on stage for 50 bucks Canadian. Yeah. You know, I and and I have abilities like I can I float this. So when I gone over to the Edinburgh Festival, it was kind of a, a good alignment where I had a visa and then there was a bit of a bidding war through a couple of uh, management companies in the UK, which I had n- never had any of that in yeah. my lap in my career ever. So. Yeah. I picked the one that represented you know, Lee Evans and Jonathan Ross, Dora O'Brien, and, and all these big uh, things. And they also were married to a Paramount Comedy a TV production yeah, yeah, company. So yeah. they, uh, I said, well, that's great. You manage all these great guys. I've been told these stories before over various management companies. And yeah. they sent me back almost a year of gigs. Oh, and wow. How's that? That's amazing. And I said, I'll see you in two weeks. And I showed up and first started, you're going to Ireland. I'm going to Ireland. Yeah. You're going to Wales. I'm going to Wales. I'm going to Scotland. I'm going to Scotland. Okay. You're and going are you driving around
0: doing this? Mostly you, trains. Mostly trains. Mostly trains. Mostly okay. trains yeah. yeah.
2: The majority of the transit was through underground and train. Yeah. Um, a few flights, like you'd fly to Ireland. Like you go to Ireland Okay when Wednesday you, you do the hotel And then you fly back The next morning Really you just fly to Ireland Yeah And then you show up To the Empire In Belfast And there's 500 people Standing in an old church That's wow. a pub And were you the headliner At this point No Not that time But I did so well That they brought me back And headlined me that And I had great shows Yeah They were more jovial Than some of the people I dealt with in London Like they yeah. would in L.A. Or New York Sure sure These that makes people sense. were Hard hard living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And then, yeah. And then it just spiraled out. And then I just started looking at the Atlas and going, Do these speak English? Do they speak English? And the 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 agents were really only interested in booking and comedy circuits that were tried and true. Where places like I'd met a Finnish comedian and uh they just started doing comedy in Finland. This yeah. is two thousand three or something like that and um so uh I befriended a local, uh Finnish comedian and he said you, you know I want to come to Finland they go well we just kind of started doing it. there's no clubs or anything they have four comedy festivals now yeah slept on couches did these bar gigs 100 kids would show up you know and we went all the way up like I did probably 15 cities in Finland wow. and toured it i don't know 10 times yeah so then norway you know they were just close so close so scandinavia was the majority of places you know the music and the comedy seen the mesh and i got a taste of that from doing music festivals in europe yeah and so oh they do festival in france too they also do one in germany same lineup music everyone speaking english okay these these will be easier things i'm doing a the uh, dark mental festival in Copenhagen in, in a month and a half what is that again it's the an uh it's a black metal death metal Norwegian Finnish Swedish festival one comedian wow and you've done that before so multiple not... times yeah, yeah yeah I've opened for the band
0: mayhem oh and wow. I know
2: you don't know who the
0: band I know is. who mayhem is yeah oh, oh I'm it a, a nerd in Chaos, yeah oh yeah from Norway that, that's mayhem Jesus Christ! They're like the most hardcore the death metal band. This blew his head off with yeah. a
2: shotgun. Yeah, and didn't they show the that gun. as his album cover? Like his. They took bones. Uh, yeah, they blew. He, they took pictures of him using them up, and made necklaces out of his skull. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I stay y- at their house. <laughs> <You> really? <laughs> when I'm in Norway, I stay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And what was your
0: first uh, TV gig that you ended up doing? Ooh. I know the. I fr- will just say this: the first. I think the first time i saw you was before i saw you live mike david who is yeah. from your hometown yeah, who yeah, is yeah. now a crazy person yeah a uh, shout out to mike david but shout um, out to mike david who's probably the coffee bean like channeling putin or something right now Fuck. um anyway i've known him
2: for 300 years
0: <laughs> did you grow up with him now yeah. really
2: oh yeah i've known mike david since i was like Eighteen, Jesus. I'm 79 years old.
0: <laughs> yeah, Mike David will always talk about you. And I, I saw this video. I guess it was on Vimeo because I don't was know. If, streaming live? Huh? No, no, oh, not yet.
1: Thank
3: God.
0: <laughs> but uh, there's a video, I think it was in Scandinavia, where you got completely naked. Mm. And then you basically just walked over the crowd, like just teabagging people yeah. all the way to the back. And I remember thinking that was literally the ballsiest thing I'd ever seen a comic yeah. do. So was that and something that wasn't spontaneous, was it?
2: Yes and no. You know when we were talking about the kitchen party guy? Yeah. Well, I used to do I didn't know anything about I just knew guy, you know, <laughs> Beetlejuice shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um those pussy farts are really <laughs> loud. <laughs> Holy shit. Cross your legs, Marjorie. At
0: Mia Mars, my neighbor. Um, I right,
2: So nudity was a very quick thing so i used to put matches in the head of my conch and light it on fire and go into a, a room and sing happy birthday and then force it near someone to blow out the matches before it <laughs> burned down hurry up and then would be like <laughs> 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 and it would be great this is before cell phones yeah, you yeah, can yeah. get your dick out <laughs> i was the me too original guy i was that guy that's why i left hamilton what 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 do you mean i was naked i shit <laughs> I never used a toilet for over a year. Shut the fuck up. Listen to me. I'll tell you something. I am not a liar.
0: I I don't think you are, yeah.
2: I shit (laughs) on the ground outside (laughs) for over a year. Why? I don't know. I have a scatological obsession. Yeah. I I think I inherited it as a child. Yeah. And I think, you know, being... Like, just repressed and stuff and being, in a way, I just ate it all.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) And regurgitated it. So, um, you know, I'd rub shit. (laughs) I'd rub shit everywhere. I'm going to die alone, man. I'm going (laughs) to die alone.
0: Do you ever shit on stage? Literally?
2: I had a girl shove a beer bottle up my ass (laughs) on stage, and then they stopped doing comedy at (laughs) Niagara College. (laughs) Yeah. Oh and I ran into that girl recently Not the girl who shoved the beer bottle But they go yeah I've seen some comedy I went to Niagara College And I'm like how old are you Do you ever see a guy shove a beer bottle up She's like yeah that was my friend I got it on videotape This is one of the VHS tapes I found. Oh my god We used to play this game called guess what's in your hand Yeah. And we'd give some just mundane uh, Cigarette package stuff off the bar Girl would be blindfolded And then I'd come out with a beer bottle Hanging out of my ass yeah. And I'd lean over and put it in her hand, and then the girl would take the blindfold off, and she's just holding a beer bottle in <laughs> the guy's asshole. Oh and then everyone God. would take pictures. <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to die alone. I'm going to die alone. Oh, my God. So, um, yeah, there was, you know, the sideshow element of it was something I I enjoyed. Uh, yeah. The, the boo aspect of comedy. Yeah. Too. Yeah.
0: Have you had forces uh in your career that have kind of tried to sort of make you more mainstream? Even
2: today. Yeah. I'll have conversations. The only person that, you know, uh you know, I get a lot of other information and things and yeah, I always it's again Russell Peters is like he's like just do you he just simplifies it. Yeah. Just do have you, you ever toured you. with Russell Peters? Yeah, I've Russell and I've been friends for twenty years. Yeah. That was one of those other moments where I had, sh- had just moved back to my hometown, mm-hmm. and I was becoming a bit of a hot commodity in the late 90s. I'd won Canada's Funniest Comic, and I started to look at how to get on television. I figured I had something, yeah. that it was television. And I went to showcase at this comedy venue that did TV tapings, Comedy at Club 54. Yeah. It was the Bainey at the Improv of Canada. Yeah. Late night. Fucking stand-up comic. Who's that guy He's from Winnipeg Oh yeah, yeah yeah You know that was the
0: Was it censored Or was it like Anything uh, you want? it
2: was Beep They did they yeah. Beep it a bit You know It'd be on after Bazaar Or before Bazaar right? uh-huh. Bazaar with John Biner Yeah uh, And Super Dave Osborne Yeah That's how he come. Anyway Super Dave Osborne Was shot in my hometown Really All that falling stuff in the that was right Behind my mother's house
0: Oh wow R.I.P. Um, man
2: So I'd gone to showcase And Russell was A relatively well-known person on the comedy scene in canada and he was the headliner that night and i went up after my showcase and before um uh i could uh russell told the guy to put me on television and then shook my hand yeah and I was like oh somebody's rooting for me yeah that's great me. I was like, oh. yeah you know anyway he didn't put me on tv but i ended up getting a one hour television special which Russell opened for me on. Oh, wow. But he, the person that taped the same night, bombed So anyway, I'd do my own warm-up by the end of it and then end up winning this award that Jeremy Hotz had been the only person who helped get me my immigration lawyer, actually. Oh, wow. I remember he was at Bally's Gym on a a cardio machine, (laughs) and I was all like... (laughs) That's already funny. ...pretty new comedian, (laughs) and I went over, Hi, Jeremy, I'm a comedian. You you know, uh, sorry to bother you, but... How do you get out of fucking Canada, man? Like, <laughs> yeah, well, you need a lawyer and, and you need to build your case. You save your press. And because I crept all my... Uh, I looked at it as... a, uh, I looked at skateboarding sponsorships and pro, uh, extreme sports and bands and how they did it. So I started to try to let the local newspaper... I'm performing. I just won this contest. Yeah. I an email and I had a good rapport with the local newspaper. So I had stacks of my clippings pages yeah. and pages of articles and things that i had collected for some purpose keepsakes yeah turned out i needed that for part of my case for my green card so ah. jeremy put me in touch with ralph aaron price and um because i had been turned back from the states i had an ex-girlfriend call us customs on me what? and get me blacklisted so that's why I'm. How? How, how how did she do that Ah, uh, she saw me with another girl. We were supposed to go to LA together. Some uh, just bullshit drama. She called the border on me and got me turned back. Oh wow! So I said I'm not gonna go to the states for at least a year. I'll do this immigration lawyer. Found out I got a UK visa, so I went and lived in England while well, I did all my paperwork. My visa expired. I moved here. Yeah. eleven years ago.
0: Eleven years ago. Yeah. And you were in England for how long? Almost six years. What would you say the big difference between comedy in England and comedy in America is?
2: Well, as an actor, a theater actor as yourself, you mm-hmm. would see the, the it's more incestuous. Um, there's more of a, a Shakespearean uh, uh, aspect to live performance and mm. the medium of comedy. They took American traditional Seinfeld and pushed that in with, uh, I don't even know the language. You might know... Uh, uh, it's more uh, Shakespearean. Yeah. You know, it's more, uh, it's more, it's... Refined? You're a, you're a comedian.
3: Yeah.
2: Holy, hey, where are, your, where are you, not like, what have you been on? Where, yeah, yeah, Where are you doing comedy? Yeah, yeah, In Comedy, we know a comedian. Like, yeah, 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 It's a cool thing. Yeah, yeah. And um, the repetition of gigs and, and the, the community of it, and um, it was just great. It was, I, I lived there at the peak of it yeah i i I came in at a really good time i had a very good representation um you're doing 20 minute sets uh eight ten times a week uh in and around the world yeah you know and um there's not a lot of interest of people who come into hollywood from england or europe yeah You don't see a lot of british yeah or you know there's like the irish guy that's here or yeah English. there's very few you've only seen an influx of Canadians probably in the last 7-8 years yeah
0: I think the first time I saw you perform live was at a late show at the Laugh Factory and I don't want to like the bit but you did this and I, I don't think I've ever laughed this hard during a show because is because is bombing? No, no well I mean you weren't you were doing fine but then you did this joke that involved a lot of reputation and it was basically about s- stepping in a, a bucket like like her like her Vagina oh, see, was like, yeah, the fist fucking, yeah, and you an kept, old lady. you lady like, yeah, yeah, an old lady, and yeah. you kept going in the bucket like the sound of like.
2: I'll <laughs> overdo it if they don't like me.
0: And and I could tell like this crowd, you know, these they were everyone's stoned and everyone's kind of like they're ready to go. It's probably like one o'clock in the morning, and you must have done that stepping the bucket <laughs> in circles for it's a fist fuck joke, fist fuck joke for about two minutes, and it was like it went, for, it was funny, and then it, it kept going, and then it's not funny. And then it becomes funny again. And then you kept going and it wasn't funny. And then it became like the funniest thing I'd ever fucking seen. Like you just wouldn't stop doing it. And people are like leaving. And I swear to God, it was the funniest fucking thing I'd ever seen, I think, in a comedy room.
2: Uh, I, a lot of people, staff will come out of the back to watch that. Yes. Because they do have a little despise of it. And you know they're being held hostage at that <laughs> point by my muddy fist fuck joke. And what is the joke? What is the joke exactly? Oh, I talk about. Um, i put in an elderly, working in a retirement home and being like a lazy guy. So I fuck <laughs> people who have their, uh, that are <laughs> almost dying. <laughs> and um, she has arthritis so bad that when I put her legs back, you hear the bones snapping. <laughs> and then. To make it even worse, I'm like, Do you ever put your fist in old lady's <laughs> pussy? It feels like you're mixing paint and then it's like a <laughs> for like 10 minutes. They hate it. <laughs> but you get, but you, uh, that's fun for you though, yeah? Amazing. Yeah. If I know that all is lost <laughs> or all is great, see, that, that, those are the spectrums of it. I, I will treat. Uh, a lost audience Just much Is an endeared audience With those same tones It's yeah. the people in the middle that, that doesn't have any weight Yeah Um What What were the death threats That you got Do you get more than uh, one Oh About one a year And they're usually with people Oh I have a good one I'll tell you Um I've been getting Emails From a, a Turns out a young man His name was in the Hotmail address At the time And uh Daily, you know, a couple sentences at a time, and uh, if you write me more than a sentence, there's a good chance I'm not going to read it. Yeah, at all. Yeah, and then they become paragraphs, and I could clearly as a scan. There was some um, um, uh, schizophrenia. Yeah, you could see that he had, he watched everything that he could of mine online and adopted stuff to that. So anyway. As my dates got closer To my hometown He said he was going to shoot me Oh my he god He was going to come there With a gun And shoot me While I was on stage Just because he just Hated what you were saying? Because I wasn't responding Oh wow Yeah And he was resenting me And then it, it was very long 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 He spent a lot of hours Yeah you know, for, for a couple of years Yeah And um Anyway I get to the club And there's a kid sitting there By early And my Brendan was with me at the time. I say, I think that's the guy. Go ask him if his name's Mike. That you, re- that uh, your brother goes to school with him, or you know, create some dialogue. Yeah, yeah. He comes back. He goes, that's his name, Mike. He goes, I'm calling the cops. And I go, down not call the cops. He's just a fucking. Nut. He goes, I'm calling So the police come. I go up the stairs to go out in the street to have a smoke. And the cops see me. They think I'm the guy. <laughs> so they start to do a jock. They great to tackle me. And my friend, no, 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 he's in there. He's in there. So they search him. He had some papers in a mason jar with a dead rat in it, a big dead rat in it. And they pull him aside and say, don't talk to him. And that lasted a year. Then it started a bit, and then it stopped altogether. Yeah, yeah.
0: Did he keep going back to shows? No. No, no. No. He was
2: told not to be around me or contact me. Yeah. Um, A girl, a couple, you know, not too many girls. It's mostly dudes, unfortunately, just uh, usually mentally ill yeah you know lost souls for the most part and they find some because of my subject matter so unpalatable that there's some <laughs> sort of minutia in that for them or connection i don't yeah it's an odd thing yeah i don't understand at all i'm sane <laughs> where is uh
0: where is a craziest country you've you've performed in are there countries that you want to perform in that you haven't yet have you done the southeast Asia? Russia Russia yeah. was cool Do they ha- Oh you've I done Russia I bombed on
2: a TV show in Russia <laughs> I bombed on a TV show in Russia I had to get a visa There was a whole rigmarole I got paid good But yeah, I bombed Me and a, um, a Danish comedian And a Swedish comedian The fuckers didn't speak English They were taping two Russian nights And then international night In this fucking shitty Russian rockabilly band was the house band? in Italy? These <laughs> cunts were talking on mic during the stand-up. You could hear them. Oh, shit. It was a... De- I stopped the show. I'm like, how many people here speak fucking English? <laughs> Two guys with raccoons <laughs> on their heads in the back. <laughs> <coughs> Hottest chicks. Oh, yeah. Not big smilers, but like... When mm. you're that hot, you don't have to be happy ever. <laughs> yeah, it's
3: true. Yeah.
2: Uh, Africa in front of like... 5,000 black people. I was like the only white person in the room. How'd that come about? Uh, I went to Africa a lot of times. I went to Africa six times to do comedy there.
0: Uh, Where in Africa?
2: Johannesburg Uh three times, Cape Town twice, Mm -hmm. and Durban once. Yeah. Bobby Lee got robbed when we were there last time.
0: Oh, you were with Bobby?
2: Bobby that time, yeah. I was over in the early stages. Again, you know, um, they were doing a... Uh, Comedy was become Russell Gondi, uh, D- uh, Durban which is the second largest Indian or the largest Indian population outside yeah. India. There's tons of Indians in Durban, South Africa. Yeah. And they're way more progressive than the Indian experience that I had in Canada. Yeah. These chicks were hot and they were like, they fuck with white guys. Where I didn't get any of that in Toronto. They think I mean, no, my father beats me. You know, <laughs> you know where brown girls were coming up to me, I'm like, well, this is fucking cool. You're in front of your father? You know gonna watch? Um, so that that was pretty exotic Russia you yeah. know Africa and then they had a um, you know I spent a lot of time off time I wanted to go in I'd go in a week early to Africa and I went to Hillbrow which is the murder capital of the world holy and, shit and drove through the townships and you know, I'm not an idiot. I was with a black guy in a Mercedes. Who's like <laughs> a super famous, yeah, black comedian. Uh, shout out to David Cow, taking me in the Hillbrow, scaring the <laughs> shit out of me. I go, "Can I get out of the car?" He goes, "They will kill you." <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, watching Miss Africa eat fucking tripe. Uh, like, I want to go eat some Afri, like so, some old school shit. Yeah. I had some bunny chow in um, Durban, which is like a half a loaf of bread with this curry. Uh, potato and meat in it. it's quite nice and um yeah africa's great man that's it that's the jam yeah it's yeah it's one of the best festivals because you're there for a month you're in a five-star hotel you're with the guy with the armed guard with you when you leave the hotel yeah we got to have some cool uh conversations I met a lot of guys from all over the world yeah you know at various levels in their careers and skill sets and um i fell in love with africa when i went there i, I really uh it was like a, a heavy, heavy experience
0: You should be like the Anthony Bourdain of comedy
2: No, there's some guys that are um, You know, the guy that, I don't know anybody that does it bigger than Tom Rhodes Okay, yeah You know what I mean? Um, as far as you're talking about global traveler Yeah Guys and stuff There's there's a handful of guys I see in like You know, in Norway Or, oh, you, we're just kind of crossing in these weird places We could yeah. be more far away from home Yeah And you hear your name in Dubai you wow. know, and and stuff like that. So, um, no, Anthony, fuck. That was another one. A lot of a. Uh, a lot of people
0: are dying. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: It's a fucked up thing.
0: Um. So what? What do you have? Anything on your bucket list in terms of like you as a comic?
2: Um. To get my, my I have a movie coming out this year. What really? Yeah, I did a movie. That you acted in. I acted. I had a starring role in a horror movie uh, Holy that shit. I shot in October.
0: How'd that come about?
2: Um, again, in in early or in two thousand, when I did that one hour stand up special, there was a young man, uh, Andrew Hunt. He was uh, worked for Atlantis Alliance, I think, at the time, filmmaker. You know, uh, just a guy in the industry in Canada, and he would come down to my shows and bring his girlfriend, who actually went on to mail mail, uh, marry Hugh Hefner. Oh wow! Uh, I some number of years ago. Anyway, he. Come down, and uh, I just gelled with the guy. We, we had nothing in common other than excitement for the business and creativity. And I'd always kept in touch with him, and he produced and, and directed and written uh, a movie called Sweet Karma, which uh-huh. she, his girlfriend starred in. It was about white slavery. A girl goes into the sex slave industry Jesus. to find her sister who's been uh, taken away. So it's pretty
0: serious shit.
2: Yeah, yeah, pretty heavy, heavy, heavy shit. And uh, I knew that he was not going to do my direct my comedy, but um, direct you mean direct your comedy special. I knew that we were going to work on a comedic level. Yeah. But I always told like I go I want to do serious I want to do something serious and something yeah. really heavy something that's completely uh, off the end of my there's no likability here yeah you know? there's no vulnerability I want to do something that's a little more committed and we kept in touch some projects would come away call me he goes, we got this thing are you available i'm like andrew whatever you got i'm in purgatory in hollywood six months out of a year yeah so once i clear that with my green card and i'm eligible to leave the country you can do whatever i want i'll move my schedule accordingly yeah he Says, well we're gonna do this movie a cast in the, oh, that's great send me the girls there's a instagram uh profile where you can see some of the footage and in some of the pictures and stuff. but um,
0: This is your first acting role, yeah? I,
2: I did a couple other things, but I, I've never auditioned. I've auditioned for four things, and two of them were Saturday Night Live. Yeah. So they, I was never... Uh, I knew very quickly that commercial acting... I didn't have the skin for the cattle call yeah. of it. It's a very... Uh, um, um, I don't want to feel like I'm going to be... Somebody's my boss yeah, And I've got to sit and wait And they've got to do an evaluation of me And I get it, that's the job and stuff So yeah. I wore all my own clothes in the movie yeah. The director said You know, I'm studying Hannibal Lecter And various serial killer documentaries You're playing killer in the, in the... Yeah, I play a serial killer oh, Wow, I kidnap an all-girl punk rock band And kidnap them And torture them and make oh. them kill each other Oh I cut my... one of the girls' arms off with A hacksaw or her friend watches. Wow. And They're all chained the walls and shit. It's fucked up. Were you
0: able to to bring any comedy into it at all, or was it?
2: No. Well, yeah. Yeah, the physicality aspect of it, I use that is the the Buster Keaton element yeah. of it. Not, I'm not falling over couches and John Ritter or anything like that. But I, I used, I pulled from my Jim Carrey experience yeah. to do some of the stuff, and so much so that. We were shooting this car scene where i'm trying to run the girls off the road in their tour van and i'm yelling out the window my head's all bald and the lights on my face at night and and they you know they're filming i can't drive i've never driven a car in my life oh wow so they're having to fake the car thing and i'm having to yell at the window and then uh, we finish the scene and i go in and there's a the guy who takes off your microphone we're in the closed Little booth where you read your lines, where you yeah, sit yeah. for fucking 15 hours. I was going crazy. Yeah. I got in trouble the second day for leaving a cup of urine <laughs> in the change room. The girl yelled at me, Jason! I just met. All these girls smoking. <laughs> Professional actresses, like across the board. I, Johnny Piss Cup. She goes, It's leaking. It's leaking. Jason, is it pee, Is it P? She's next door. Day two. Day three, oh, marijuana becomes legal in Canada. I get trouble for smoking pot on set. So much that the union guys come down and do oh, security. Oh, wow. Um, a safety check. <laughs> My buddy, thank you. The girl actually says, um, the girl, one of the actresses, you're lucky you can't get fired. Yeah, yeah. Because if it was any of us, we'd be fired.
0: Yeah, you were the. Like, oh, th-
2: really? That's kind of cool. <laughs> 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 um, so, uh, yeah, I spent a month.
0: A I, month shooting.
2: Uh three weeks, yeah, but I was there, living in a hotel for in this shitty one of the worst cities in the country, and where
0: you kind of really you 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 really get into the role where you kind of like method acting,
2: yeah, yeah, well, there's videos of me terrorizing. I posted them of me sc- scaring the fuck out of the girls. there's a bunch <laughs> of my save stories, um the girls' Because everyone's off work, I'm not off work, yeah, I don't have the the gear the clutch, yeah, so I'm still in like terror mode. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone's trying to eat, and I'm jumping out of alleyways. <laughs> John, Jesus Christ, Jason! I'm just bringing my food. These guys girls got separate meals and stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. They gravel. Yeah. Yeah. They were all very uh, sympathetic, but I also told Andrew before I got there to go, Listen, he's not a nut. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah.
2: You know, but um, I'm going to, I'm feeling around in the dark a little bit in comparison to what they're experiencing. Yeah, is. for sure. So, uh, yeah that it's called uh, Spare Parts Spare Parts I play Sam
0: when does it come out do you know
2: I have no idea yeah. I'm hoping have you seen it yet I haven't seen anything and I was a worried seen about because I was clearly the weakest link in this project as far as uh, actors go and um, but I I managed to do some things to to shine in, in ways that I could and I'm in the alleyway behind the Toronto Yak Yuck Yak's getting ready to go on it's like my last night it's fucking been great I'm exhausted and he opens the door and he goes, you were good. <laughs> you were good. And I just had this weight come off. Yeah. I'm like, okay, because he'd been editing. He'd yeah. Been cutting. So they're, they're uh, jockeying to get into the Toronto Film Festival for September. Wow. Which I booked my weekend in Toronto that week. So I'm trying to navigate that. And then put. I shot my um, – I'm rambling. This weed is is a strain that has opened up my conversation. I love it. I never talk like this.
0: I love it, man. Ever. It's great. it's Ever. great. Yeah
2: Um, I have a stand-up special I shot In Denmark I'm going to put it out um, In October How many specials Have you shot? One hours? Yeah This is my second one Your second one Okay I've been doing You know I thought I'd play nice For a while You know With the opportunities That you know Doing Down and Dirty With Jim Norton for Mm -hmm. HBO Yeah And Russell Peters Things for Showtime And Dice's thing More recently but I, I'm over uh, being the guest yeah. now. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, I recorded an album, a stand album, uh, an hour with a song called Daddy's Pussy on it. It's a country song. It's a love song. <laughs> it's about a girl who misses her father, so she makes her boyfriend dress up in her dad's clothes and fuck her in the ass. It's called Daddy's Pussy. <laughs> Wait, well, it's a song you do on stage? Uh, no, we did a little uh, song. Because, like, all my favorite comedy albums had little... Rob and Radney Yeah, yeah, yeah You know uh, Party all the time Eddie Murphy Yeah, yeah, So it's a terrible song <laughs> It's so vile And there's a little Piss <laughs> fuck thing At the end too So um, Yeah, this is This is uh, This is cool Yeah I'm, I'm doing the That's going to come out This year in the film and, and that's the only thing I've had actually To be honest with you Of looking forward to In, in a kind of a event Level for quite a while
0: Yeah and how is that Going to be released Do you know the f- I have platform? no idea
2: I, You know The guy who booked me For the Just for Last Festival Fortunately is Head of the comedy department At Netflix now Oh wow So I have an Open door there Regardless Am I going to Cash a check there I don't know But uh, I've always Started at DIY You know Things that I picked up Through bands Is you know The equivalent of Flyering For yeah. your show So there's enough mediums and platforms for me to put it out. Yeah, exactly. um, But I'm really, the only reason I've done this at this point is, well, it's kind of overdue. And I want to, you know, I've been living in the United States for over a decade. Yeah. And my work here is probably, you know, very minimal. Between New York and Los Angeles, that's really it. i like to go to Kansas City. Yeah. I'd like to go to Austin, Texas. I like to go to all these and you
0: haven't been to these places I haven't yet? been to any of these places oh wow
2: all these guys towns that you make fun of in your in your country yeah these are my Slovenias and Croatia's now yeah 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 you know yeah. what I mean I want to go to the fucking these places that I've heard of where people fuck their cousins and stuff <laughs> and try and and, and and make make something there you know yeah I have a a, a license a, a luxury of time and freedom with no you know kids or a wife you know i live a very i was thinking about this cuz i hear it pirate but it, i i'm pirate
0: yeah you you are a pirate for sure and it's fucking awesome man <laughs> <laughs> no i mean the, the thing like the thing about you that is first of all you're one of a kind there's nobody fucking like you in the comedy scene at all i looked yeah i've looked i mean do you think there's anyone that there you go okay that's kind of a kindred spirit i see that he's Kind of in my vein. That's
2: yeah. There's a guy actually um, that I'm taking on tour with me. Um, that he just did uh, a couple months with me in Canada. Okay. This guy Sam Walker from Alberta, Canada, and uh, you, you're gonna love this. <laughs> uh, you, I'll, I'll send you a clip. But I was like, because people go, you got to see. The, you know, the local guys will try and you know tell their friends, like try and help out their community yeah. and stuff. So. You get the, you got to see this guy occasionally. And, uh, I watched it and I'm like, oh, I'm stealing him. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. uh, he came and did a bunch of shows and not only that, got a big showcase and now has been signed to the, the, the uh, uh, funny business incorporated, you know, yeah, he's, he, he's, uh, doing eight weeks of clubs with me he hasn't, wasn't even off amateur night in his hometown oh, wow. and now he's doing full 30s in front of me in like 12 cities wow in three countries yeah that's amazing man yeah he's yeah uh, once in a blue moon and you know you know like the guys like uh, you know, there's a handful of people that Brian Holtzman <laughs> yeah I come Brian. on yeah. right well, I, I just said his name yeah yeah okay you know i'm not taking i'd love to take brian on the road with me. i love brian the host for yeah. me to warm endear the crowd <laughs> to my comedy yeah you know um there's just things that kind of pop for you and um you know i asked him do you have kids wife no okay good then you can hold on to this short coattail i have for as long as you can and um take it as far as you can you know yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah, there's a there's a few people. L.A.'s not really the the uh, the it people that are so called, the wows things or yeah. industries r- rousted around them and and go. This is the guy. This is the guy. Yeah, like, I've, I've been watching this guy for six months. Yeah, I've never seen him do well.
3: Yeah, this yeah. is your guy.
2: Yeah, because I crush. Yeah. whole.
3: Yeah. Yeah. No. We, no. But when
0: you when you crush, you fucking crush,
2: man. Oh and, yeah, it, it's very. It's not as it's not as swing as it uh, elsewhere as it is here because yeah, I bomb like right. Off. It's they hate me. They hate you're ruining our night. You see in their face. <laughs> we came here famous, somebody, here. and most times I'm uh, uh, maybe bringing a little bit of a chip to sure because I've been coddled a little bit by having a little bit of a, a community outside of it. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, I'm I'm here trying to reach you yeah and you you're, you, you become too flippant yeah you cut me off too quickly and we'll fuck you then
3: yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: have, have you had any places where you've gone to where there was like a Jason Rouse like community and fan club you're like oh my god they just they, sh- they showed up Iceland
2: thousand tickets for a show
0: holy shit and where do they hear about you just like word Through of mouth
2: my t- tv appearances in scandinavia that they, they're i guess their cable networks kind of overlap a little yeah, bit. yeah, you yeah. Know some of their languages are different their humor dispositions c- c- kind of see so they um they um uh what did it, it already become an internet thing so yeah I'd be getting an occasionally i get an email from a country and they'll say, Can you come? and I'm like, No one's gonna come and they're like, We can sell out this theater. I'm like, How many tickets? Or like, uh, a thousand. And I'm like Jesus Just if you can give me the guarantee and we'll split any gravy that comes in after. Yeah you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Uh, Do you ever see a documentary card called Searching for Sugar Man? Yeah, great Yeah uh, uh, South African Yeah, is that kind of but you have, Like, has that experience Happened to you Where you're like Just get off the plane And there's a limo I, away And you're I like I What lo- the Nelson fuck Nelson
2: Mandela's there
0: <laughs> Yeah, you're like Jesus Christ Standing ovation uh, When you walk in the room
2: Denmark, yeah Like where people Would come up to me In restaurants and things And yeah. pictures and things and, and and like When we first did, for, did Like three theaters We sold like almost Second to Seinfeld Jesus Christ first tour Yeah Off, off of that and I was humbled by the whole thing. Yeah.
0: Is it also a little frustrating where you're kind of like, in a town like Hollywood, you're like, look, motherfuckers, l- people like me have a unique point of view that people respond to, get behind me, assholes.
2: Yeah, of course. But that's that's not personal. I know they're not. There's no they. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no people in a room going, how can we fuck Jason? <laughs> I wish there was, because I'd fucking burn their houses down. <laughs> they're not that organized. And yeah. people tend to take that a little more personalized oh for sure you know what i mean so uh again i forgot the question well the
0: first thing was i was just talking about like having these sort of ninja fans that you weren't expecting
2: they're all broke by the way as glorious as is my sound none (laughs) of my friends have (laughs) any money there's i put more people on the guest list yeah yeah. and i i meet more people and i spend a lot of time with them and from you know uh, high level executives to like crust punk kids and, yeah. you know I have a, a chameleon aspect yeah in, in social circles and things like that yeah
0: some comics say that the way that you get famous now is like one viral clip and they're a lot like Bill Burr his clip with Philly. after Don Morer in Philly yeah, yeah. S- Sebastian I think it was the bit about having company come over ring your doorbell not expecting it did you have any clip that sort of
2: is viral got viral for you and because the the blue the context of it um there's uh they pull my shit i've had things go like almost a million views Uh and then they get yanked from youtube yeah yeah and i don't know if that's any kind of thing yet there's videos of me naked yeah on the internet Uh, but i think the youtube people are kind of like we gotta let this slide. <laughs> they gotta let it slide. We're throwing over eighteen in it. Yeah, yeah. That's cock. Yeah. On YouTube. Barely a cock. <laughs> I was backstage actually going, dude.
0: Get some you blood know flow. What we're going we on? need a we need a semi chubb here.
2: Dude. I couldn't even I go, fuck it, we'll go small. <laughs> Well, go small. I was going to go beat off a little bit in the bathroom. Just flub it around a little bit. Shaking yeah. my ass a little bit, show them who's boss. And I go, you know what? This is about comedy. This is not, about, this is not a cock show. But yeah. I end up, if you know, if you watch, there's a girl in the audience I end up sleeping with that night. Beautiful blonde girl. She's laughing and clapping. She's on my left when I walk. Yeah. And we still keep in touch. Is that Beautiful, the tall,
0: is that the one we went over the, the whole audience? and yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: I walked through an audience naked. Yeah. On television. Yeah. My, this probably will end in my engagement. <laughs> uh, my Swedish <laughs> girlfriend's parents saw that. From, oh, That was their my first g- impression. Yeah. So, doctors owned a hospital. <laughs> Father, um, cardiologist. Mm-hmm. Mother, gynecologist. Sister, psychologist. Brother, <laughs> urologist. Owned a hospital, and Mister Shitlips over here on family vacation, <laughs> fucked it. Now you must—you knew they were there, so. Oh, pardon me must have been like fuck it. But oh, you they're Swedish. They're not hung up. Like that's a thing. If it was a violent crime mm-hmm. or a murder, like we we watched Ninja Assassin. Yeah. Over oh, Christmas. God. Yeah. And they were grossed out by the blood. Yeah. Yeah. I have to leave soon. Yeah.
0: Okay, man. Well, let's let's wrap this up. So, um. I want to hear, like, uh, so what's next for you? Like, what do you, do you have, do you have, like, a, a real year. plan? Big year? Big, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, dude, the, the lead in the horror film is huge, man.
2: Uh, it's cool. Yeah. We'll see how it comes out. Yeah. Uh, it's a feature film. I've got, I'm, like, fourth, mm-hmm. you know, um, and uh, it's what I asked for. Yeah. yeah I, I struggled, you know, the first couple of days. It was very un- uh, unnerving. Sure. One of the most uh, hardest things I've ever done. Really? Yeah, the, the 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 rhythm of it was very different than comedy. Sure, you know what I mean, because the rhythm was very you uh, lines, eyes, spots, lights, this, yeah. that. You know, with comedy, it's like I'm fucking Steven Spielberg right now. Yeah, I, you, I'm doing all of this.
0: Yeah, you make your own fucking lines. Yeah, so was it hard to do other people's lines? I mean, shit.
2: Yeah, and I had a hard time. We and he gave me license to we word some of it and yeah. tweak it and and. Uh, leave it open for uh, to make it better. yeah yeah. Um, so what else is big on this year? Uh, the special it's called Sveen, which is Danish for pig uh-huh. um, I'll show you the trailer after um, yeah, yeah after this and um, that's it. so yeah so we're doing the now fear this tour will be um, uh, Denmark um, uh, co- sorry Copenhagen's, uh, Denmark, uh, Malmo Sweden. And then Calgary, Vancouver. Then back here for June, July, Canada Day Show, the Comedy Store. Yeah. You you like Canadians. I
0: right? love Canadians, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, Fourth of July, who doesn't love Americans? Yeah. <laughs> Please, can I stay? <laughs> um, so, yeah, June, July, August, I'll be hanging out here trying to make something happen. And then August, September will be, Ontario will be like Toronto, Hamilton, uh, yeah. all those cities. Yeah. And then uh, back here for November, December. Oh, November, I go to Mexico City to do some shows in Mexico City in November. And then, yeah, back here, that's my year. And then it all starts in another cycle.
0: Yeah. Do you have like a a five-year, ten-year plan? I know it's a little hacky to ask, but...
2: No, not really, you know. I I took LSD just before I, I started doing comedy and was reading a book on quantum physics. Yeah. And had a
3: epiphany. Epiphany, yeah. Yeah.
2: I had some very revealing. So that and... uh, What was the epiphany? It was like, you're not going to die. If Jim can do it, you can do it. And um, get to it. Yeah. Stop making excuses and humming and hawing. And you're going to get... You got to get in there. You got to get in. There's no way of stepping around anything. You got to jump in and it's a constant scene. You're always just this up to here with shit, just yeah. on your nose. Your whole fucking career. Yeah. And you know what? I'm happy to have shit because I can still breathe. Yeah. And that's great.
3: Yeah.
0: Jesus loves everybody, right? That was fucking profound, man. Okay, so I'm gonna be in London on uh, uh, April you 5th. A yeah, that'd be. Huh?
2: Do you have a girlfriend?
0: Uh, I just have a girl who'd be very upset. If I said okay, I didn't I'll fix you with <laughs> no, some yeah. other things No, but
2: you have some late night I'll send you some creepy nightclubs I'd love that You're yeah. going to have a great time Yeah. from Holland You don't speak English very well Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: awesome uh, Well, hey, man Thank you for coming out, man Yeah, Jason. you've
2: caught me on At a good time Where I'm actually talkative And uh, relatively articulate But I'm going to go meet a child At Mel's Diner with his family What? What? There's a young comedian in town from my hometown. Oh. He's like 16, 17-year-old yeah. comic, and he's on holiday with his family. I just went to Disneyland, so I'm going to go meet them at Mel's. Oh, man, that's awesome, oh. dude. Chase, you're one of the funniest guys I've ever met. Right you're you're a you. brilliant Probably.
0: comic, man, and uh, thank you so much. I'm so glad you were able to make it, man. Yeah, man. Signing we'll off. Talk to you soon,
3: brother.
2: It's the After Laugh, After Laugh. Welcome to the After Laugh, After Laugh, After Laugh. After Laugh, man. Go ahead, pull up a chair.